The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. Generally, by, well, we're going to talk a little bit about video games, but it goes far beyond that, as oft my discussions around video games do. Um, Generally, with video game players, with gamers, this, which I consider myself in their number, um, this has been met with applause. Uh, The only people that hate it are the types, like, investors, well, basically, let's just call it profiteers. Uh, And... And I don't mean, and more like racketeers, really, because uh, I don't say profiteers in a positive sense in this case. Um, you know, as one of the old old sovereign tech axioms go uh, that I've said for you know almost as long as the show has been around. Sure, profit isn't a dirty word, but then neither is value. And are you getting value out of this? Well, let's talk about what we are talking about here. It's been a little while since I've talked about NFTs. In fact, it might even be a year since, uh, over a year, since I've done like a full-on, you know, expose on the matter. Um, Not that this is going to be totally full-on. This is going to stay in one little corner because NFTs, in the year since I've really talked about them, you know, at length, uh, maybe it's been less than a year. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, since the last time I talked about them, I mean, they've really come to at least attempt to permeate just about every market sector uh, that, that you can think of, um, from the fashion industry to real estate. I'm not kidding about that. Uh, to, you know, of course, video games, as we've mentioned. Um, and then there's just the, the, the wildness that somehow JPEGs actually hold value blows my mind, but, you know, or it holds monetary value, I should say. That blows my mind, but whatever. And while uh, floor prices of NFTs have dropped precipitously since April uh, of 2022, uh, something that I'm very happy about. I mean, you know, let let me open up with this really fast. Uh, If you think my mind has changed about NFTs, that suddenly I'm like, oh, no, NFTs are a good thing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not, not at all. But fortunately, I'm very much not alone. Um, anyway, even though NFT uh, prices have dropped precipitously, of course, so has most, well, just about anything based on blockchain tech uh, has dropped precipitously in price. Um, and there's you know certainly conversations to have around that, but we're not going to do that here. We're sticking specifically within the realm of NFTs and gaming. And of course, but it is a... Uh, it, it speaks to a much larger subject around this concept of NFTs. If I think of it, I will link in the show notes my main episode that I did where I was just thrashing the entire notion of NFTs because none, nothing of that episode has changed. Um, that episode's probably going to be evergreen for all time as far as you know the reality around NFTs. Um, and I mean, if anything, the things I've said in it have only become you know been proven further. Like, at the time, I think I was just speculating that NFTs were being used for money laundering. Now it's a fact. Like, now we, we know the cases where it's happened and, you know, varying governmental organizations, not that I applaud them in any way, uh, are, you know, going after people over these matters. Um, so anyway, uh, if I think of it, I will link to that, uh, but it's easy enough to find in the feed at SovereignTech.com. So... Uh, let's talk about what happened here. And certainly it's not as simple as the story gets laid out. We'll break that down. We'll get into it. 
Um, but I want to talk about it. And that is that Mojang, or as I had often called Mahjong <laughs> over the years, but what is essentially Microsoft. And from this point going forward, I'm just going to say Microsoft, not Mojang. Uh, but Mojang, of course, the original developers of the wildly popular game, and dare I say, like, alternate universe. And I don't even want to call it a metaverse, even though really Minecraft, which is what we're talking about, really is already, like, people are talking about, oh, the metaverse is coming, the metaverse is coming. I mean, Minecraft's already been here for years. And it's been wildly successful and popular to the point that Microsoft bought out the developer, Mojang, you know, years ago. Um, that's already a metaverse. Now, me, I'm not much of a metaverse guy. And that in mind, like, I recognize what Minecraft is, was, and I've never gotten into it. Um, that's not me knocking it for anybody who is into it. Like, that's fine. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's never it's never been something that, that really, like, it, it's just, it's a game where I feel like it dominates too much of your perception and reality. Which those are intertwined, of course. And, you know, kind of like World of Warcraft, where I felt like, I mean, yes, you can pause Minecraft, ultimately, but it kind of, to me, you know, looking into it, it felt too much like an MMO. It felt too much like that, where, where it's something that is kind of its own organism, and you have to tend to it, you know, and you can't just pause it and walk away from it. Uh, and I, I, th that's not my kind of gaming. Even though myself, to be clear, as I've said over and over and over again, um, I am a gamer first, then a historian, and then a tech journalist. In that order, those are the, you know, if I were to quickly identify myself by three things as far as what I do, there it is. Gamer, historian, tech journalist at the end. But gamer number one. So, but, you know, gaming is such a, you know, has such breadth, is, is such, is so span, you know, wide spanning that, you know, a, a lot of people, I mean, you, you, there's just, there's different aspects of gaming. You know, some people are only into fighting games. Some people are only into this type of game or this type of game. Some people only play Candy Crush, which, you know, I want to do more with my life, but okay. You know, <laughs> it's, it's what you do. Um, but, you know, Minecraft is, is also, I recognize that Minecraft is a very unique animal, even within uh, you know, gaming, which has a lot of unique animals, uh, you know, and generally has a lot of different genres. Minecraft is is very much like its own genre, and I think there are a lot of people who play Minecraft that really don't play other video games. Like that, that is what they do. Um, it's kind of like somebody who's really into chess, right? But they don't play, you know, whatever other board game that happens to be out there. Like they won't play checkers or they don't play risk. They only play chess. Uh, I mean, Minecraft is in that number where it's, it's a phenomenon as much as it is a game. Now, because of that, there have been a lot of what you could call aftermarket, um, businesses, you know, uh, uh, business opportunities that have come out of it where people, you know, have basically made a mint. And I don't just mean like people, you know, doing Minecraft videos on YouTube and making money off of, you know, the ads, you know, the ad revenue on YouTube. Um, but there are a lot of people who have done, you know, exterior work around Minecraft because it is such a phenomenon that are extracurricular, shall we say, uh, uh, work that, that has turned a profit for them. One of the things that happened in recent months is the development of NFTs in relation to Minecraft. Now, to be clear... None of this is official by Microsoft itself. 
you know, like Microsoft has not uh, has yet to dip their toes into NFTs. And I want to talk about that uh, break, you know, get into that even more. Um, But Microsoft has at the very least come out and said there will be no NFTs in relation to Minecraft. Now, I want to get into the story about that. I want to take a quick break, but we're going to break that. We're going to get into the story. We're going to talk about what happened here. What, how did Microsoft, like, what is Microsoft doing? Apparently bucking the trend of NFTs and gaming when even, like, Square, you know, when Square Enix is now making Final Fantasy NFTs. Like, like what, what is Microsoft thinking here? We're going to get into that, uh, and I'll be right back with more. Woo! Have you had enough of the big name web hosting services that are long on promises but short on bleeding edge features, uptime, and customer service? Or are you just looking for a performance boost for your business's online presence? The answer is Agorist Hosting. Agorist Hosting is the agile web host that offers full concierge service from website redesign, full e-commerce solutions, even custom apps for your Shopify store, and more all with security, reliability, redundancy, and privacy at the forefront. Oh, and those bleeding edge features? How about hosting your data in a decentralized system like IPFS, the interplanetary file system? Good luck getting that from those other guys. Agoras Hosting is ready to take your web presence into the future. Head over to agoristhosting.com to get started. That's A-G-O-R-I-S-T hosting.com agoristhosting.com is and I don't even think it's arguable is like the biggest Nintendo news site on the planet Um, I'll admit it's a website that you know me being again me being a gamer and loving my Nintendo 3DS and my Switch, uh, and Nintendo in general, you know, this is a site that really, it's a tab that never gets closed. It only gets refreshed, <laughs> okay? Like, I read, I probably read news from Nintendo Life more than just about any other news outlet, uh, regardless of subject. Um, you know, it's, it's between Nintendo Life and Nintendo Everything. I mean, that, that, that's just where I'm at. Now, of course, again, my, Minecraft is a Microsoft property now. Um, but even under Microsoft's you know, tenure of it, or even under you know, Microsoft's uh, uh, you know, watching over stewardship of the property, um, they have, you know, have not held back at all on making sure that Minecraft is available basically on any fucking platform they can find. I mean, you know, whether it's, it's you know, 3DS, Switch, you, I mean, take, take your pick. They're not just like leaving it on PC or Xbox. Um, and a smart move, certainly. Uh, partly because, I mean, it was already available in many places just due to what Mojang was doing with it before Microsoft bought them out. So, but I get to read from Nintendo Life here, story by Kate Gray, and this is incredibly fresh. I mean, we're talking like just this past Wednesday as of when this episode gets released. Uh, so just a couple of days ago. And it's a 
Mojang says no to Minecraft NFTs. Again, I'm not going to really bother calling it Mojang. I'm just going to say Microsoft straight up. And it's important, I think, that we keep that in mind, that this is Microsoft saying this ultimately, because Microsoft has, you know, greater breadth, greater reach than one company like Mojang ever could. And what they're saying here, I think, speaks to a broader strategy um, on the part of Microsoft itself. So let, let's talk about this. Uh, in a post on the Minecraft blog today, July 20th, 2022, Mojang staff drew a line in the sand when it comes to non-fungible tokens, NFTs, and the blockchain in their game. Following feedback from players seeking clarification on the company's position on the controversial topic, multiple mod makers, companies, and creators appear to have used Minecraft to make their own NFTs, making world files and skin packs to sell to players using the game itself to earn players' NFTs through activities done on a shared server or using the Minecraft art itself in NFTs. So, Stallion here, just to kind of explain what's going on. So basically, I mean, Minecraft is a game that, like, the mod community is just nuts with, right? You know, making modifications to the base game and everything. And Minecraft runs off of, like, you know, a lot of people can have their own, their independent servers uh, that they're running, you know, a Minecraft instance, shall we say, off of. And on certain servers, um, you can't, like, like, they were adding in capabilities with NFTs. So that's how they were, like, modding the base game. And they were, you know, to have access to certain skin packs or, you know, what, whatever, you know, maps, things like that. What, you know, whatever that equates to in Minecraft. Um, the people running those popular servers were selling NFTs that represented, say, the skin packs that only really worked on those servers, which, you know, is a, one could argue is a bit of a problem in itself. Um, and, you know, they're, they're making, I, was, I don't want to say they're making a mint off of it because that's not meant to be punny about minting NFTs. But, you know, they're, they're making, making some, some money off of this. And in particular, there was a company, and I'm sure they'll talk about it in this story, uh, there was a company called World of NFTs. And that was like an NFT series for, um, you know, for Minecraft itself. World of NFTs, which was doing fairly well as far as NFT mints go. Um, World of NFTs... The price, like, I mean, you want to talk about precipitous drop? That wasn't a precipitous drop. That was like, that was a Twilight Zone death elevator that dropped, you know, be, as soon as this announcement came out. Um, am I happy about that? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I am. So let's read more. Uh, Mojang has no trouble with servers requiring secondary payment from players as long as the person charging for access maintains the same level of pricing and mod access to all players but they draw the line at NFTs for the following reasons. So here's from the, uh, I guess would be the, the blog post or the press release here, uh, from Microsoft themselves. Okay, so quote, NFTs are not inclusive of all our community and create a scenario of the haves and the have-nots. The speculative pricing and investment mentality around NFTs takes the focus away from playing the game and encourages profiteering, which we think is inconsistent with the long-term joy and success of our players. End quote. Now, there's more. Let me comment on this part quick, okay? But there's more from the blog post that, that, that's of interest. The, I love this, okay? Now, it's Microsoft. Is Microsoft against profiteering? Fuck no. <laughs> Right? We're talking about Microsoft here. You know, this isn't this isn't the, the uh, 
I don't know. This isn't Goodwill, right? <laughs> um, oh, man. Anyway, you know, would Mojang, like, would I believe Mojang if they were saying this and they weren't owned by Microsoft? Okay, maybe. But do I believe Microsoft here with what they're saying? Not exactly, but just because, you know, I think Microsoft is saying this for the wrong reasons, and I'll get into that, uh, doesn't mean they're not right. They are right. Like, this is totally on point. And I am amazed. I mean, this just goes to show, like, the disconnect between, I don't want to say all game developers, but between a lot of people who are heavily invested in the concept of NFTs, um, a lot of these suits at these, you know, at, at game developers, like, say, I don't know, you know, Square Enix, like we mentioned earlier, you know, or, or EA or other companies like this. But there, there's an absolute disconnect because what gamers want to do is have long-term joy, right? Just that's right out of Microsoft's words here. Long-term joy. And, you know, you're, cre- you're putting in speculative pricing and investment mentality that takes the focus away from playing the game. And, you know, I like I have such a hard time believing that there is a groundswell of gamers that are actually excited about NFTs. I just like I I, I have a hard time believing that because just about any time that somebody announces that they're going to be putting NFTs in games. I mean, on just about any social media platform, there is just a shitstorm and you know, as somebody who, look, I hate social media, but I also happen to be, of all ironies, uh, I, am an, I am a social media expert, as in, and, I, and I mean that, as in, like, I get paid to handle social media matters. And, you know, not to pat myself in the back, because believe me, I'm not proud of it, but I'm fucking good at it. I can usually recognize when something's a bot as compared to real people. You know, I can usually recognize when something is like, oh, you know, this is just like some grassroots bullshit of like a bunch of asshats, you know, one person running a million sock accounts, you know, being an asshole to Kelly Marie Tran or something like I, like, I, I can I can usually recognize when it's that when these stories about, you know, some game uh, game developer, you know, implementing NFTs come out. Now, I, I think the groundswell is very, very real and it's it's genuinely passionate gamers who are saying, don't do this, we don't want this, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, in fact, I brought this up when uh, one of the guys from, what was it, from Lincoln Park, when he came out and said, oh, guys, we could do so much with NFTs where you could, like, y- your Stormtrooper outfit could be carried across games and everything, and, and everybody, including, you know, very popular YouTubers, uh, you know, all came out and said, look, man, we're a fan of you, but you don't understand, you're, you're just dead wrong, this can't work, that, this can't work this way in games. Um, so, yeah, I, I really haven't, I mean, I've even worked with NFT companies, believe it or not, not, not like, not by, def, not by default, or, or I don't know what I mean is, but like kind of by, as a byproduct. And I just like, I don't see it. I don't see the people who are like generally, genuinely excited, you know, about like NFTs, like. I don't I don't know where that is. You know, there's people who are excited about, again, the speculative mindset about making money off of it. But like as far as making like, you know, as far as like being passionate about the very like the concept of NFTs. No, I, I, I just I don't see it. Um, I mean, maybe like there'll be one or two people who like you could make a tweet. It's like, oh, share your best NFTs or whatever. And but but I mean, that's about all you get out of that. It. it 
Microsoft spot on here, bottom line, in that, you know, like this, if, like, what does ultimately with video games, okay, you want to make money off of the video game. I mean, we're not even talking about loot crates and all that other bullshit, okay? And that stuff that has been widely panned um, and properly panned, you know, by the gaming community in general over and over and over again, okay? Um, like, what what does the investment mentality have to do with playing video games? I would assume it has nothing. You know, I, I mean, I guess there could be games where that is a thing, but then design the game in that way. And even then, we know how much that fails, right? Just look at Axie Infinity. Um, you know, like play to earn and all this other stuff. Like, then make that part of the game from the get-go so that the people who actually just want to play a great video game can look at it and say, yeah, no, you know? Um, I, and I don't even want to say, like, how about this? I'll say this. Like, it's fine that if you want that kind of, like, play-to-earn game or if you want to, I don't know, something like, I don't know, maybe Fortnite or something like that where clearly it's all about marketing, you know, and, and about somebody making a buck off of it. And if you build a business around that, I'm not even necessarily saying that that's wrong, but then, like, be honest about it and make it, you know, make make people aware that that's like a base uh, a level or a base concept of the game itself. You know, as to where otherwise, if you're going to make a video game, make the video game about what it's meant to be about. Having fun, joy, not implementing. I mean, you know, the, the money should be out of the equation after you've put, you know, the 50 bucks down at Toys R Us, as it were. I know Toys R Us. Well, that's not true. I was going to say, I know Toys R Us doesn't really exist anymore, but actually it's going to be in Macy's fucking everywhere. And I'll be intrigued to see how, how that takes shape. So let's read on with the next bit um, from Microsoft here. Quote, we are also concerned that some third-party NFTs may not be reliable and may end up costing players who buy them. Some third-party NFT implementations are also entirely dependent on blockchain technology and may require an asset, man asset manager who might disappear without notice. There have also been instances where NFTs were sold at artificially or fraudulently inflated prices. And I mean, so here it is, that, you know, like Microsoft is hitting right at it that, okay, this is reliant upon technologies that are outside of the control of Microsoft and my, you know, in the Minecraft game itself, in that these things could disappear at a moment's notice, whatever software that happens to be, or whatever the asset manager happens to be. And when and when that goes away, uh, you know, you've lost everything within that game, or you know that that you had bought for that game. And what's going to happen because of that? Well, the person who invested in the NFTs is going to be pissed off. Maybe they they lose their skin packs or they lose whatever else. And who knows how much they fucking paid for it, because, again, it's a speculative asset. Okay, so they did all of that. And then, you know, it, again, it just disappears on them out of nowhere. And so they're going to, like I said, they're going to be pissed off. And what are they going to do? They're going to stop playing the game. Is that good for Microsoft? No. So can you understand why Microsoft would say, you know, we're not going to allow for this shit. This shit has to come to an end. Yeah, of course they're going to say that, right? Now, is there more than that? Yes, but let me finish reading the story quick, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll get into the wrapping points. In short, Mojang is seeking to provide a, quote, safe and inclusive experience, end quote, to its players, and has therefore stated that, quote, blockchain technologies are not permitted, nor may they be utilized to create NFTs associated with in-game content, end quote. 
However, the door is not fully closed on the blockchain, as the closing paragraphs state that Mojang will be, quote, paying close attention, end quote, to the technology to, quote, determine whether it will allow for more secure experiences or other practical and inclusive applications in gaming, end quote. That's not likely to happen anytime soon or ever, as the company has, quote, no plans, end quote, to integrate, to integrate blockchain technology in the game. Now, so there's the end of the story from Kate Gray on Nintendo Life. Let's break this. Let, let's break this down some more. Is Microsoft against the use of NFTs ultimately, in the abstract? Probably not. In fact, Microsoft actually has was as far as tech giants go, especially, and really companies in general, has been well ahead of the curve in implementing blockchain technology. For example, you could buy things in the Microsoft Store with Bitcoin years ago. Like, that was completely possible. You could pay for your Xbox Live subscription in Bitcoin. Um, they have been, you know, supportive of, you know, varying Ethereum projects. Uh, it's not like they are against blockchain. They've been incredibly supportive of it over the years. Okay? So, you know, it's, it's not that... Now, is there a part of this, and this is the elephant in the room, is there a part of this that's Microsoft, really, they're just pissed off that someone else is making a buck that they're not claiming? Of course they are. Sure they are. Would they implement NFTs in Minecraft if they could figure out a way to keep it to themselves and for them to make the buck off of it? Absolutely. But I think they are, they've got to be seeing the market signals. And Microsoft is big enough well, let me finish my point. They've got to be seeing the market signals from gamers themselves. They're getting the applaud, you know, the applause for doing this, for enacting this. Okay, you know, and saying that, yeah, no, we're not going to allow for NFTs and everything. I mean, and, and as far as I've seen, most people are just like, I mean, they're clapping. They're happy as shit, you know, that Microsoft has effectively banned NFTs from, you know, from Minecraft. Um, but the other part here is that Microsoft never, ever, has to implement NFTs. Why? Because they make their money off of wholly other, you know, aspects of their gigantic corporation. Okay, so it's not like there are companies, maybe like even like Square Enix, where they feel like, holy shit, you know, like our, our quarterly numbers are way down. What are we going to do to boost this and to appease investors? They're they're implementing the hot new thing, that being NFTs, and they have to go forward. Look, Microsoft doesn't have to do that. I mean, like, it, it's just, it, it's it's not a requirement for them. You know, as to where with other game developers, I mean, the real answer is, okay, how does a game development house, how do they end up making more money? Well, you make great games instead of shit. That, that's a simple way to make more money. Uh, but instead they decide, you know, we'll implement NFTs instead of actually making great games. Okay. <laughs> Konami. Konami. <laughs> We got the peanut gallery here. <laughs> Rob had to put it in. Yeah, because Konami was like, they were one of the first ones to start saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do NFTs. Yeah, we're not going to make a new Castlevania game, but we're going to come out with, the, with Castlevania NFTs. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, you've got the hottest series on, on Netflix, and you won't make a video game about it when that's what it was based on in the first place? Are you fucking insane? Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is just, again, Microsoft does, they never, they will never, ever, 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 ever have to worry about NFTs. Not only that, like, Microsoft is what, the number four, like, they're the fourth largest game developer now on the planet ever since the Bethesda deal. I think that puts them at, like, number four. Like, they dominate 
the gaming industry so much, not just with like the franchises that they own now and that they've bought out, to say nothing of like Halo and others, not just because of like, you know, hardware, like with the Xbox, which, you know, they only recently probably started making a buck off of the hardware anyway, if they even have. But they're dominating just with like with Xbox Cloud, with cloud gaming. Like the, they are the premier cloud gaming solution. And that is one aspect of gaming that, whether I like it or not, is really taking off and is really attractive to people and is probably going to be the future for new, what you would call AAA games going forward. I don't agree with it, but it's just the way things are going. Fortunately, you know, there is such a thing as retro gaming that we all get to take advantage of. Um, but that's, you know, that, that's a separate conversation and hopefully there's never NFTs involved with that. Um, but this is very similar. Remember, Nintendo came out and said the same thing. They said, no, we're not going to. And it's funny that Microsoft used very similar language because Nintendo came out a few months ago and said, yeah, we don't see how NFTs are going to bring joy. So we're not doing it. Right answer. And Nintendo's another one where they, they don't have to worry about it. They never have to implement NFTs. Why? Because Nintendo makes money more so than any other game developer. And they are arguably or my opinion they are the greatest game developer of all time uh next to maybe like LucasArts but they 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 you know they make money off the games and the hardware like they have complete they have total control they exist in their own little world just like Apple right who is you know the most successful company on the planet right now so it's just like that Honestly, that alone, the fact that Microsoft can say no to NFTs, that Nintendo can say no to NFTs, really just proves the point of why is anybody getting excited about NFTs? It's because they're losing market share, their bottom line is shit, you know, and like, and this is just a way to make money. It's not innovation. It's just a way to try and get, you know, back into the black. And that's really all that it's about. It's not about giving gamers uh, more joy, more power, you know, more agency, whatever. It is absolutely just about these companies, you know, making an extra buck. But again, it doesn't have to be that way. Nintendo doesn't have to do it. Microsoft doesn't have to do it. PlayStation, frankly, doesn't have to do it, even though, again, as a byproduct, they, they seem to be. Because, you know, once you, I mean, Final Fantasy and PlayStation now, even though this shouldn't be the case, but because really Final Fantasy's greatest history, in my opinion, was as a Nintendo series. But regardless... Um, you know, Final Fantasy now, I mean, there's, it's synonymous with the PlayStation. Even though many of the games that were PlayStation exclusives are now, like, everywhere, from smartphones to Switch to take your pick, okay? So, you know, once you're getting, like, Final Fantasy NFTs, effectively, Sony's into NFTs. Um, now, are they hurting? <sighs> That's a great question. Like, I, I actually, I don't have very good analysis on who's... Uh, I mean, Switch is number one, clearly, in the present console war. Um, but as far as who's winning between Microsoft and, and PlayStation, I mean, I, I got to think that, that that really Sony's just being left in the dust because Xbox or, you know, Microsoft ultimately isn't even playing. They're not even fighting a console war anymore. They took to the skies, right? They went to the clouds. They went to the cloud. And that's where they're dominating. So, like, Sony's not even on the same, you know, uh, uh, terrain, effectively. So... It's interesting that, like, you know, because really, like, if Sony wanted to, they could say to Square, like, uh, no, you're not going to implement NFTs or, you know, we're going to deplatform your games or, you know, whatever it ends up being. Um, 
Like, I, I really think that they could pull that, but Sony seems to think that they need it. And I, and I say this as somebody who's really traditionally, like, I love the PlayStation. You know, like, I mean, I'm a big fan of so much of what's been done, you know, on that platform. But anyway, so this speaks to, like, I, I think you're seeing, now, again, Microsoft in the future, you know, if NFTs really do take off, because they've, honestly, they've yet to. I know it seems like they're everywhere, but that's just the market trying to, like, force feed everybody this new idea. Um, and as far as, you know, what are NFTs really about, it's really about re-implementing the gatekeeping that the internet originally had set free, you know, and, and, and that, I mean, again, NFTs are not pro-consumer by any stretch of the imagination, other than if you're some kind of like, you know, investor and you're, you you know, you're, you're buying them speculatively, uh, beyond that, as far as like actual use, they're redundant. And again, they're just, they're not pro-consumer. They're not offering any great benefit, uh, you know, to the consumer. And everything, all the pie in the sky ideas, like those are going to get, the, they're going to hit the hard road of reality very soon. And you're going to see that, you know, well, no, you actually can't carry your skin over from Minecraft to Fortnite via your NFT because the fucking thing's not going to look the same. And, you know, among, among other problems that are going to occur with that, to say nothing of like when, you know, again, like Microsoft pointed out, an asset manager disappears or anything like that. Um, so I applaud that you know these companies that are mainstays in their market sector are saying no like we're we're not interested you know in in what these have to offer or at the very least they're saying we don't know how this is actually going to be pro consumer because that's effectively what you're saying when you're saying we don't this is this affects uh long term joy that's coming right out and saying this is not going to make the consumer happy so that's not pro-consumer. They recognize, they, here you have the biggest company, one of the biggest companies, you know, number two, three, or four, in the, on the planet telling you that NFTs are not pro-consumer. That's the real message here. And that's why, you know, even if you're not a gamer, that's why I thought this was really important to get this story out there and to talk about it because of what it's saying on a much broader scale. Because, like I said, it seems like NFTs are fucking everywhere right now. But this is just a massive market experience, uh, experiment, and it's one that I think, you know, if it doesn't fail, it's simply because it just kept getting force-fed. But, you know, before you think, well, but it's so out there, it's so popular over the past couple of years, there's no way that it could fail. Like, so many people are talking about it. So many celebrities and whoever else, they're all backing NFTs and everything. I want to I remind you of a technology that was fucking everywhere. And I mean everywhere. It was on TV, both uh, marketing-wise and perhaps even what you were seeing. Um, It was in theaters. It was just all over the goddamn place. You know what that technology is? 3D televisions. You got a 3D television now? I don't think so. Do you see a 3D television when you go to Best Buy? Nope. But 10 years over, just a little over a decade ago, you couldn't escape the fucking things. They were everywhere. And you were, I mean, they were even, you had NVIDIA trying to sell you these, these, you know, asshat looking goggles that you would put on. I mean, that, that, that made you look like, you didn't look like you came from Mars. I, I don't know, you looked like you, you just came out of a, 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 a <laughs> I don't know, some, some kind of tank underwater. <laughs> I mean, you, you just, you looked like you got the bends or something wearing those damn things because the way it was like weighing down your neck even. It was insane. 
I mean, can you imagine, like, imagine that? Like, <laughs> I remember at the time the criticisms, and I agreed with them. Like, imagine a family, you know, sitting around the television, and they all have these giant goggles on. You're all, like, sharing popcorn. And you're just bashing each other's heads with your, you know, with your 3D headsets and everything. Oh, it's fucking madness. Anyway, but it was everywhere. And it didn't matter how ridiculous everybody recognized that it was. You were constantly being told from Walmart to Best Buy to the movie theater to wherever, this is the fucking future. 3D is here. Without 3D, your movie sucks. Without 3D, you're not actually watching TV. Without 3D, blah, blah, blah. You're not living if you don't have a 3D television. You understand? You're a loser. You're scum. That's the same message that's being said about NFTs right now. And just like, but just like 3D TVs, that can be proven dead wrong. And a year from now, NFTs could be dust in the wind just like 3D televisions are. And I mean, and because, I mean, they are, it's amazing because the arguments were, are exactly the same. Like the arguments with 3D televisions was, well, okay, yeah, oh, well, growing pains. Like the technology will get better. It will get better. It'll get to a certain point. And it's, to some degree, it did get better. But at the end of the day, it still never really worked. It never really took off. I mean, it even got implemented in gaming, right? Like there was that technology. In fact, I think this was... This was on PlayStation. Might have, might have been PS4 that allowed for this, where you could, like, you could play the the way the the, the screen, the 3D screen was set up. You had to wear the goggles, okay. But you could play a two a multiplayer game, but you would both look at the same screen, and it wouldn't be like um, it wouldn't be screen sharing, or you know whatever they call. It. I forget the term for that. Split screen, right. It wouldn't be split screen multiplayer. It would just be, you'd be looking at the screen and you'd all, you would see, based upon what goggles you were wearing, you would see, you know, like a different uh, uh, screen of the game. You know, that was, you'd see your player while the person next to you would see your player and it'd fill in the entire screen. Now, that's a brilliant idea, to be to be clear. Like, in the abstract, that, that sounds fantastic, right? And while they tried to do it, there were only a few games that ever took advantage of it and it never really worked well anyway. So even when you think, oh, well, that's a good idea. Well, a lot of times those good ideas can be implemented in completely other ways that don't require you to wear funny, you know, goggles or to, like, be concerned about, oh, shit, you know, what is, like, this skin that I'm wearing in this game actually worth and blah, 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 as compared to actually just fucking enjoying the game. Yeah, you know, like, one of the best arguments, and, and it really does come down to that, like, just enjoy the game. I, I you know, I mentioned retro gaming. Like, one of the best arguments for retro gaming, uh, even though retro gaming can take a lot of different shapes, including, like, emulation. But there's a lot of people who are really into, you know, like, this is an age-old argument. Why would you buy an original, you know, like, Sega Genesis console when you can just play all the Genesis games on, you know, an emulator on your PC or something, right? And I get, and I understand where, where people are coming from in saying that. Well... Part of the argument is there's the art of actually having, you know, like a Sega Genesis, which is a work of art in itself. You know, there's the beauty of actually looking and seeing the console. But then there's also the beauty of just turning the console on, you know, just like it was in the old days. You press power, game on, and away you go. There's no connecting. There's no, like, having to configure shit. there's, There's none of that. You just turn on the console and you play the game. As to where with emulation, especially if you talk like the N64... Yeah, you probably you have to choose, okay, well, which core am I going to use to play? Like, which one does handles GoldenEye best? Um, you know, how am I going to configure the controller to work with the, you know, the, the weird claw controller that the N64 had, which, of course, I love, but, you know, I get it where people think it was weird. Um, you know, like, it, it, it's a bit of a complex situation. 
you do not want to add complex, or at least there are many people who don't want that complexity in their life. And so their argument is, well, I'll just fucking buy the original console. And kudos to them, you know. But it also speaks to there are people who love, you know, going through the process of emulation, squeezing out every pixel they can and whatever else. And for them, then they have their avenue. The problem becomes when you tell people there's only one way to play or there's only one way to get this. And ultimately, a lot of NFTs are just that. They, it, 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 it's, it's like forcing you. It's a closed garden. It's, it's really forcing you into one way of thinking. And that's a problem as well that I think Microsoft kind of hit at. But anyway, it all comes down to, with video games, it all comes down to joy. Really with just about any purchase. Generally, it comes down to utility and joy. And I would argue NFTs offer neither. So that's it for this episode. Um, it, it really is refreshing you know, again, even if it is just because Microsoft doesn't know how they can really make a buck off of it right now, same with Nintendo, it is refreshing for companies to openly state whether whatever their, again, whatever their or thought process is behind the statement, to openly state the genuine problems with this technology, the absolute reality that NFTs are not pro-consumer and ultimately are not good for varying industries. So I will wrap this up at that, and I will see all of you, whoo, on the other side. State the genuine problems with this technology, the absolute reality that NFTs are not pro-consumer and ultimately are not good for varying industries. So I will wrap this up at that and I will see all of you whoo, on the other side. Science. Outer space. Psychology. Book and movie recommendations. Fiction from the Sovereign Universe. Travels to points of mystery and the unexplained. And even spirituality? All of that can only mean one thing. The Sovereign Technica Newsletter. By me, Ellen Sovereign along with some stuff by that crazy man I call my husband, Dr. Brian Sovereign. It's the latest tool in your self-directed education, the education that really matters. If you want to cut through the crap of mainstream media ass clowns, sign up for the Sovereign Technica newsletter right now at sovereign.substack.com. That's S-O-V-R-Y-N The Sovereign Technica newsletter. Welcome to the future.